You're on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is The Triage Room. The Triage Room is a podcast that encourages and empowers listeners to overcome obstacles of pain. Pain is the physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. When we describe the type of pain we're having, we're really describing the symptoms. Once we identify the symptoms, then we can deal with the roots. Welcome to The Triage Room. You're now on deck with Ursula Camille, and this is the triage room. Today's topic, answer cheerfully. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 24, starting at verse 1 through 22. And after five days, Ananias, the high priest, descended with the elders and with a certain orator named Tertullus, who informed the governor against Paul. And when he was called forth, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Seeing that by thee we enjoy great quietness, and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy providence, we accept it always and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness, notwithstanding that I be not further tedious unto thee. I pray thee that thou wouldest hear us of thy clemency a few words. For we have found this man a pestilent fellow, and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes, who also hath gone about to profane the temple whom we took, and would have judged according to our law. But the chief captain, Lysias, came upon us, and with great violence took him away out of our hands." commanding his accusers to come unto thee by examining of whom thyself mayest take knowledge of all these things, whereof we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, saying that these things were so. Then Paul, after that the governor had beckoned unto him to speak, answered, For as much as I know that thou hast been of many years a judge unto this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself. Because that thou mayest understand that there are yet but twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem for to worship. And they neither found me in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people, neither in the synagogues nor the city. Neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me. But this I confess unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I the the God of my fathers believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, and have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there should be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Now after many years I, I came to bring alms to my nation and offerings, whereupon certain Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with multitude nor with tumult, who ought to have been here before thee and object if they had ought against me. Or else, let these same here say, if they have found any evil doing in me while I stood before the council, except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them, touching the resurrection of the dead. I am called in question by you this day. And when Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, he deferred them and said, When Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matter. So here we can see Tertullus 
is now presenting this before Felix. All of these accusations that are coming up against Paul. There's a difference in view. There's a difference in belief. Paul is standing on what he believes. Paul is standing on truth. So here we can see how the accusers come with speculation, come with their own way of presenting something that had not Paul spoke. It could sound as if this was actual factual, but Paul made it very clear that he would answer cheerfully for himself. And as he went on, Paul gave facts. He gave facts in a way, even down to the point that those that didn't witness him in the temple and, you know, how things really were, if what they were saying, the accusers were saying was true, then why weren't those that could be there to testify and have an issue with him? They were not. So there was nothing else to support because if this was true, what was being, what he was being accused of, then others that did, you know, were present could have supported this. But Paul, he pointed out the facts and instead of being called a believer in Christ or a follower of Jesus Christ, he is labeled as a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes. So these labels and insults that the accusers are putting on him, Tertullus called him a pestilent fellow, which is a plague. Paul is focused. He doesn't allow the labels and the insults that are spoken by his accusers to pull him out of who he is, to make him speak in a way opposite of what he knows is true. He remains in a place of speaking for himself, telling his own story, and not allowing these labels and insults of the accusers to pull him in another direction. Paul is expressing himself and he goes into this confession to even share that, you know what, this one statement I will say, that this is probably where what they found an issue with, and this is what I stand on, what I believe on, concerning the resurrection of the dead. So here we can see, this is an example of when accusers come, and they have their own way of putting things in words that can come across as if it is true, can come across as if to persuade the opinion of others so that the perception and the view can be seen their way. The accusers have an issue with Paul, but Paul is not allowing it to have him speak in a way that will support these accusations. He brings fact after fact after fact to show I'm not trying to cause an uproar. I haven't caused an uproar, not by my own intention. I didn't cause an uproar in the church and I didn't cause an uproar out in the city. I didn't cause an uproar in either place. That's not what I'm about. All I did was stand on what I believe and what I believe concerning the resurrection of the dead. So this is an example that we can pull from, that we can look at when accusers come. They come in a way to try to make things look the way they want you to be perceived. They want you to be viewed in order to support what it is they want to happen. But Paul didn't let this these, these accusers, these accusations, cause him not to speak on his own behalf. 
or to speak in a way that would be questionable. Where this Tertullus, he began his whole speech with fluff, with trying to say all of these nice things towards Felix before even getting into stating what he needs to state. All of this extra. And here's my moment of transparency. I know what it's like to be in the presence of accusers, those who have a difference of opinion based on different beliefs because of, of my standing on truth. Accusers wanting things to be presented in a way where others will see it the way they're presenting it. And I totally can relate to answering cheerfully, answering in a way that does not display what the accuser is trying to put forth so that things can be viewed from a negative perspective. Answering cheerfully shows that even in the time when you're being accused, these false accusations are coming about, you can lean back and you can speak facts. Because as my sister has said to me, speaking to her and sharing during a time where I myself couldn't understand why why I wasn't given much time to speak on a thing. My sister said it doesn't take long to tell the truth. So even as we can see here, as Tertullus began to speak, he goes into this long introduction, this extra fluff, then gets into the accusations and his wording, trying to be persuasive towards Felix. So Felix can see it from the accuser's lens. But when Paul has his turn to speak, he starts out with he has no problem with answering cheerfully. And he states facts and ends his statement with if there's nothing else, you know, I will confess this. This is what I stand on. This is what I said. This is what I believe. So here lies the issue. The issue isn't that Paul was out here doing what these accusers are saying that he's doing. The issue is his belief. He has no problem with standing on the truth. The issue is when accusers come, there's this underlying fear because of influence. If you're standing on truth and this is what you believe, how many more people will you have believing what you believe? And then the accusers lose influence, lose footing to control what they want to control. So I want to encourage you whenever you find yourself faced with false accusations and the accusers are coming in and, and the way they're presenting things, it just, it can just get to you and make you feel like the way things are being presented and, and being spoken to try to influence the lens of others, to try to influence, to make the outcome be what they want it to be. And you know, the things that are being spoken are not true. Just like Paul said, and Paul chose to do. I encourage you answer cheerfully. Don't answer from anger. Don't answer with an attitude. Answer cheerfully. Because when you have inner peace and you know, as you answer cheerfully, what you're saying are the facts and you're standing on your truth on what you believe. And you're allowing God to continue to lead and guide you, knowing that God has your back. That's the number one reason why you can have peace. That's the number one reason why you can answer cheerfully because you know with all that's going on, no matter what is being spoken by the false accusations, you yourself know that God has you in, in this all, whatever it may be, and that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It may form, but it won't prosper. And you keep speaking 
the truth that God has given you to speak. You keep standing on the truth. You keep standing on God's word. And whenever you're faced with false accusations, answer cheerfully. Let us pray. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord, just to say thank you. I thank you for life, health, and strength. Lord, I ask you for those that may find themselves in a situation, God, where they are being accused falsely, whether it's things that have been quoted that they know they didn't say, things that are being spoken that they know they did not do. Their Father, you will grace them in the moment. And remind them that you're with them as they answer cheerfully, knowing that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. That Lord, you continue to lead and guide them. That they will not lose focus and they will not allow the lies that are being spoken. They will not allow the false accusations to influence a negative response. But instead, Lord, they will trust you through it all. Speak the facts that need to be spoken as they answer cheerfully. Lord, I thank you. I praise you and I glorify your name. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. You all be blessed. Thank you for joining me on deck in the triage room. To get the music you hear in this podcast or to stay connected, visit my website, UrsulaCamille.com. That's U-R-S-E-L-A-C-A-M-I-L-L-E.com. Sign up on my email list, get merch and more. Have an area of pain you want to address in the triage room? Send your email to thetriageroom at gmail.com. I'm your host, Ursula Camille, signing off. Be blessed. One touch and your life change. Did you know that Jesus reigns? One touch and your life change.